Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2338 with a release date of Friday, August 19th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The International Space Station operates voice repeater and APRS at the same time. Young hams take an inaugural activity global, and an eight-year-old girl in England has a dream QSO. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2338 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stephen Kenford. N8WB. Our top story of the week looks skyward. There's a bit of celebration going on inside the International Space Station where the ARIS voice repeater and digital APRS communications are operating simultaneously. It's a big development as we hear from Neorap WB9VPG. It's taken the ARIS teams from Russia and the U.S. several weeks of collaboration to prepare the service module radio, but... APRS packet operation is now happening at the same time as transmissions on the space station's voice repeater. According to an Aeris press release, Sergei Sambarov, RV3DR, was the team lead coordinating with Mission Control to get the service module radio ready for APRS. Voice repeater transmissions are being made with a JVC Kenwood D710GA in the Columbus module. The same model radio is being used for APRS packet operation in the service module. Packet operations are on 145.825 MHz. The call sign in the Columbus module is NA1SS. The service module radio is using RS0ISS. Both radios will be operating full-time except when Eris is making contact with schools or during dockings, undockings, and EVAs. Frank Bauer, KA3HDO, ARIS International Chairman, called the development, quote, a key element of our ARIS 2.0 initiative, providing interactive capabilities 24-7 that inspire, engage, and educate youth and lifelong learners, especially lifelong learning in ham radio operations, end quote. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Get ready for an inaugural event by a group of young rad amateurs who are launching it globally next month. CellMB KB3TZD has the details. The Young Amateurs Radio Club, which was founded in 2017 on a server of the Discord app, has grown to be an international gathering of younger operators that is recognized by the FCC as an amateur radio club. Using the call sign WY4RC, operators from all 10 U.S. call zones will be on the air from September 1st through to the 15th, inviting hams to accept the challenge of working all young amateur radio club zones. This is the club's inaugural Worked All Zones event, and organizers are looking for young operators or other clubs who would like to join them on the air, activating the call sign in September. The call sign will be WY4RC with a stroke mark, followed by the operator's region. Operators must use a minimum of 20 watts during the event. Visit the website yarc.world and click the link to events for additional details. This is Cell MB, KB3, TZD.
With amateurs around the world going digital on the air, it would stand to reason that increasing numbers of publishers of amateur radio media are opting to go digital off the air. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us about a magazine in Finland that is the latest to make this change. The Finnish Amateur Radio Association has recognized that even amateurs who don't operate with the digital modes might still want to go digital when it comes to reading material about radio. The SRAL now allows its members the option of receiving their magazines in a digital format sent via email instead of waiting for the postal carrier to deliver it. This follows the lead of a number of amateur radio societies around the world who have already made the shift, including the ARRL in the United States with its QST and On the Air magazines and the Radio Society of Great Britain with Radcom. Members of the Finnish Society are being given the option of receiving both the paper and digital edition. An SRAL survey of members showed that 37% of association members were strongly interested in a digital publication. That bodes well for the society's budget. Digital distribution is expected to reduce costs of producing the magazine, which the association considers one of its biggest expenses. This is Ed Durant, TD5LP. It was a case of use it or lose it for the U.S. auto industry, which has lost its fight to retain a larger allocation of the 5.9 gigahertz band for wireless safety features in vehicles. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, has that story. A federal court in Washington, D.C., has decided against U.S. automakers who had asked the U.S. Federal Communications Commission to restore its previously allocated frequencies on the 5.9 gigahertz band for use by wireless safety technology known as vehicle-to-vehicle. The court ruled on Friday, August 12th that the V2V technology had not been deployed in commercially marketed vehicles and that much of the spectrum was needed for Wi-Fi. In 2020, the FCC reallocated part of the 5.9 GHz spectrum from V2V technology so it could be available for unlicensed devices using Wi-Fi. The court denied the challenge to that reallocation by the Intelligent Transportation Society of America and the American Association of State, Highway, and Transportation Officials, arguing that the court was unconvinced that sufficient advances had been made in V2V technology. The FCC told the court that 30 MHz of spectrum remained available for these so-called intelligent transportation systems and that the agency considered that enough. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. There are always new challenges for ham radio operators who are on the lookout for the next big thing to learn. Perhaps no one knows that better than this Wisconsin amateur. He celebrated his 100th birthday this summer. Ralph Squalachi, KK6ITB, has his story. In true amateur radio spirit, the learning hasn't stopped for Arden Nelson, KA9WAR. He trained to fly military aircraft in the Army Air Corps during World War II, and 79 years ago this month, he soloed a PT-19 in Ballinger, Texas. He also learned to communicate using CW. Although he regrets not having stayed with that mode when he became an amateur radio operator 37 years ago, Artie, who turned 100 years old on July 2nd, hasn't avoided conquering other modes since then. He devotes three to four hours a day listening to the radio and trying to score some good DX. He told Newsline in an email that with the assistance of Dwight, NS9I, he made the leap into the digital realm and is active now making contacts using FT8. Few hams could have been happier recently than Lou, N2CYY, who logged an FT8 contact with him in his New Jersey shack on the 13th of August. 
He was happy to learn his new friend had recently become a centenarian. Even without making radio contact with him, however, other local hams are sharing that joy. Fellow members of the Marinette and Menominee Amateur Radio Club honored Arden recently with a birthday celebration and a picnic at a local park. There, fortunately, the only challenge he faced was cutting and eating the cake. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. Time for you to identify your station. We're the amateur radio newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WB5ITT repeater of the Triangle Repeater Association in Houston, Texas, on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Physicists in Europe say they have found a key to creating smaller capacitors for electronics. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, has that report. Researchers believe they have found a means of building smaller capacitors, allowing for some electronic devices to be greatly miniaturized. The IEEE Spectrum reports that scientists are saying these capacitors could even be as small as one hundredth the size of many of the ones presently in use. They are creating them with materials they call super lattices, and they are made from materials that mimic antiferroelectrics. Antiferroelectrics are important because they have positive and negative poles, electric dipoles, pointed in opposing directions, creating zero electric polarization. Exposed to an electric field having sufficient strength, antiferroelectrics can become highly polarized, which results in the large energy densities needed. Because there are few antiferroelectric materials that occur naturally, scientists have created and used artificial ones and report in the journal Science that their work with the super lattices shows promise for working on a much smaller scale. Their ability for energy storing is 100 times greater than conventional capacitors. Physicists believe they will someday be used to create these ultra-tiny capacitors. Physicist Hugo Aramberry of the Luxembourg Institute of Science and Technology said, quote, it would be interesting to measure other properties like how much voltage they can withstand, their endurance and long-term use, and ultimately commercial viability. End quote. I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. In the world of DX, be listening for Fred, DL5YM, and his XYL, Tina, DL5YL, operating as HBO slash DL5YM and HBO slash DL5YL respectively, from Liechtenstein, between September 7th and 27th. They will hike during the daytime and later operate on 160 to 6 meters using mostly CW with some SSB and RIDI. You may also hear them in the CQWWDX RIDI contest on September 24th and 25th. QSL via their home call signs, direct via the DARC Bureau or Club Log. Be listening for Giuseppe IK5WWA operating as IM0M from La Maddalena between September 1st and 13th on various HF bands plus 6 meters. He will also participate in the IIA Italian Island Award. Send QSLs to his home call sign via the Bureau or Direct. Alex AK4AM will be active as AK4AM slash P from Atlantic Beach, Bow Banks off the coast of North Carolina between September 2nd and 6th. This is IOTA NA112. Alex will be on 160 meters through 6 meters. Additional details are available on QRZ.com. QSL via LOTW.
Satoshi JH2EUV can be heard on the air from Timor Leste, OC 148 as 4W slash JH2EUV. He's operating on 10, 12, and 15 meter FT8. It's unclear how long his stay will be. QSL via LOTW or the Bureau. Be listening for Haral DF2WO operating from Burkina Faso as XT2AW from September 4th to the 18th. He will be on the HF bands using CWSSB and the digital modes. He will also be using the QO100 satellite. QSL via QRZ.com instructions. Here's a reminder, too, for the weekend of the 20th and 21st of August. It's the 25th Annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. With 360 lighthouses around the world registered at the time of writing to take part in this event, they will be active across the HF and VHF bands on all modes. This is not a contest, so call and have a chat. Full details at ILLW.net. Some amateurs go to sleep dreaming of a contact with an astronaut on the International Space Station. One young girl in a coastal town of England went to sleep recently only to awaken quite suddenly to the real thing. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has her story. U.S. astronaut Shell Lindgren, using the call sign NA1SS, was aboard the ISS over England recently, just as eight-year-old Isabella Payne had gone to bed. The Broadstairs girl's trip to Dreamland was short-lived, however. Her father, Matthew Payne, M0LMK, woke her suddenly so she could fulfil another dream while fully awake, a chance to talk with an astronaut via amateur radio during the short window of opportunity. Matthew, the holder of a full licence, has been helping Isabella to study to become an amateur and both are members of the Hilderston Radio Society. Isabella told the Isle of Thanet newspaper that the contact made my day and night. Likewise, the astronaut wrote on Twitter that even though he's worked stations on all continents and spoken to many children through the amateur radio on the International Space Station programme, this short chat was probably his all-time favourite. Isabella's next stop is the website of the US space agency NASA, where her chat with the astronaut is being featured, along with her photo. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. With thanks to Arden Nelson, KA9WAR, the ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, DX-World.net, IEE Spectrum, Isle of Thanet News, Lou, N2CYY, Ohio Pen DX, Peshtigo Times, QRZ.com, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, U.S. Circuit Court, The Verge, Young Amateurs Radio Club, and you our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.